to the new and improved episode 22. Well, it's not new to them. <laughs> no, just us. But yes, welcome to episode 22. Yeah, we had more technical difficulties. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> if anything's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. <laughs> I like that you have a mom drink in a Spider-Man cup. Yeah, it's a Mountain Dew from a two-liter in an old Spider-Man cup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant a drink drink. I didn't realize it was a simple drink. (laughs) I needed something. Well, I drink all of my canned iced coffee, so I'm pretty sad I don't have anything new. It's fine, guys. I'm just... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) You look like you've been through it. So how's your basement? Um... It's fine. Now that the couch is here, we have a lot of things to do. Like we have a baseboard left to put on. Just one? Just one. And then like I have to paint like a small pieces of the trim and whatever. Um, But we have decided to sit on the couch for a couple days (laughs) instead of actually work. Do you love your new couch? You know what? I actually didn't like it when we first got it here. Um, I sat on it and I was like, this is really stiff. Like I didn't like it at first. And then break it in. (laughs) Yeah, we had to break it in. We had to sit on it a few times. But honestly, if you want to hear something really stupid, the whole reason why we bought this couch is so that Josh would cuddle with me because (laughs) because our other couch was only a two seater and it had a console in the middle of it. And now we have a sectional. So like he can sit on one side and I can sit on like the corner piece. And so we got to cuddle the other day and I was like, this is what I spent three grand for. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, that's an expensive couch. Yeah. Does it have like lights and cameras and action or something? (laughs) Uh, It has, it reclines and it has like where the head rest like goes back and forth you know you know what they need to bring back is like the lazy boys that would like stand up they have (laughs) them still at rc willie i pointed them out and said hey my grandpa had one of those we should put them in more sectionals (laughs) we don't have to feel ashamed we'll just be like see it's already in the section it helped me stand up (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah but anyway so it has buttons that <laughs> move the things and then it has like a charger station on it and then it has like secret cup holders in the handle or hand armrests it's like not worth three grand but it was good <laughs> <laughs> well like so it the size of it worked for what we needed because there was one that was a little more cushiony, you know, um, like way more cushiony, but it is what it is. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I realized the other day, though, is that we haven't had an update on you being a maid of honor. Yeah, I am still. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you haven't lost your titles. That's good I news. I haven't yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if I had because, like, I feel like I haven't done anything. Like, for the bachelorette party, we're going on a trip, and, she, you know, she kind of took lead on that because I can't plan trips the cheapest way possible. And so she's like, well, you can, you know, you can shop for the flights. And I was like, okay, I can handle that. And then I've been watching the flights, and I'm like, 
I don't know what a good price is for flights. And for some reason, my search results weren't coming up with the best price for like the better or the airlines that were cheaper. Like literally I only had American Airlines and Delta in my search results for some reason. And she was looking at Spirit Airlines, which duh, that's way more cheap, you know? So she texted the group and was like, Hey, me and Corey just bought flights. And I was like, son of a bitch, I dropped the ball again. And so I'm hoping that I can make up for it in some ways. Like I've done some things here and there, but not anything that I feel like I've earned, earned the title, you know? Yeah. Just start thinking of something. There's gotta be something you can do. Well, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she won't know, but um, <laughs> we're going to do a bachelorette party on the boat. Like just one of the nights we're going to do a party just for the girls. And then I'm helping out a little bit with the bridal shower. Cause her sisters are doing that mostly. And then I'm just helping her with like some of the planning and that's kind of it. But I don't know. I like, I don't feel like you need to do a lot as a maid of honor other than be a supportive role, but like, I still want to, you know, be like earn it. You know what I mean? Have you like just asked her what you need to do? Well, she just says, I don't know. <laughs> oh. so I check on her, but like, I don't know what my, like, I don't want to cross boundaries, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> it's weird. But anyway, um, yeah, it's been fun though. It's good. Well, it's good. What are you up to? Just door dashing and TikToking. Yeah, still can't find a job anywhere. I, if anyone's uh, hiring for a medical assistant. Yeah, I, I delivered a DoorDash delivery to a family practice nearby. And I was like, what? I've actually never seen any like job openings for this place. So like, I'm just going to walk in and just like see what's up, you know? Oh, yeah. So I walked wow. in. Because I was delivering there anyway. And I'm like, hey, like, do you guys have any x-ray machines? And they're like, no, sorry. Um, you know, we have to refer you out if you want an x-ray done. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> like, I, I'm an x-ray tech that needs a job. She's like, oh, you'll find something eventually. And I'm like, Thanks. okay. <laughs> I wonder if they've had to turn away people. And she's just like, oh. <laughs> like, poor thing. <laughs> and she gave me a crappy $2 tip, whatever. Hey, I have to tell you, as someone who purchases DoorDash, <laughs> so expensive that I do whatever the middle tip is like I don't do the lesser I only do the middle because it's so expensive right anyway not up to much though just uh living the dream (laughs) you know (laughs) I think it's so funny that's like the most white person thing to say like when it's like how are you just living the dream it's like when you don't want them to know how sad it really is. <laughs> You're like, this is so sarcastic because my life's a complete Like, this nightmare. is literally as good as it can get. <laughs> it's a nightmare, not a dream, so. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so yeah, sorry we had to re-record. We had technical difficulty. <laughs> the te- <laughs> the te- <laughs> sorry, the technical difficulty this time was that. <laughs> Somehow, some way, the microphone got un- unplugged. 
we're so stupid and like from the microphone not even from <laughs> the laptop we were recording on it was from right. the microphone and not the usb like, end <laughs> the whole time we're just like talking into a, a microphone that didn't do anything <laughs> until it's time to get out we're like oh shit was this unplugged the whole time and I, was like, no, I swear i saw it plugged in so what we're doing is we're re-recording April's story and then yeah. we're going to leave my story the same because I think that it was recording from the microphone from the laptop in the back seat. And I don't know if there was a rapid nearby or what it was, but there was like a crackling clicking sound throughout your entire story that like I couldn't get rid of no matter how hard I tried. The audio is just for lack of better words, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> we thought we'd do you guys a favor and just re-record. And just have April just retell her story. Oh, and I want to re-announce it's my birthday episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. We sat there and talked about Katie's birthday for a little bit. Yeah, and April got me chocolate donuts. So just pretend like that happened. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, April, thank you so much. You're welcome. Let's eat some donuts. <laughs> Maybe I'll insert that here. Ready? Insert. Huh? Huh? Birthday episode? Here's your birthday. <gasps> hey! Well, that's just a great surprise. Did you well, see me buy them at the gas station? No. <laughs> wow, thank you. You're welcome. I figured we can both have one. They're not just for me. I just want a donut. And I was like, it's your birthday episode. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and we're back. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that's after I went poop in the... Park. Oh yeah, how was that? You never told me. Was that like an outhouse kind of thing, or was it like actual flushing toilets? Actual flushing toilets, and very clean for what it where it was. So if anyone's looking for a good place, <laughs> good review, huh? Rock Canyon bathrooms, <laughs> three star, <laughs> three three for for a park recreational bathroom it was a good decent bathroom okay well let's take that out <laughs> all right <laughs> okay let me tell you my story um let me start with saying that this story is pretty short but here we go my resources were get part daily stgeorgeutah.com people.com abc4 and let's see it the news. Okay. On August 23rd, 2020, a group of hunters scouting for elk came across remains in a remote area of Iron County, Utah. Iron County is like mid-central Utah. Um, the body had a gunshot wound. It was immediately treated as a homicide by detectives. The remains were identified shortly as Stevie Shea Wilkerson. She was 26. Um, she had been reporting, reported missing from St. George August 9th, just two weeks before her body was found. Um, Stevie was born January 23rd, 1994. She attended Independence High School in Provo, Utah, and then moved to St. George with her mom, I believe. Stevie had many friends and though she had her struggles with addiction, she had a great support system. On August 9th, Stevie was last seen leaving Claridge Inn at 1187 South Bluff Street in St. George, Utah. She was getting into a white Chevy pickup truck with three suspects, according to hotel video surveillance footage. 
The next day, her mother wrote on social media, she said, in all caps, you know, how... The yelling. Yeah, the yelling (laughs) comments. Uh, She says, help my daughter, Stevie Shea Wilkerson. She has been abducted, taken against her own well-being, held hostage by a man calling himself Joey and a woman calling herself Jose. This couple she accidentally crossed paths with began at the Red Roof Inn Motel off the Bluff Street in St. George, Utah. They was driving a white 2018 Colorado. She's been missing since Sunday, August 9th at 2 p.m. Please help me find my beautiful baby girl. They are armed and have threatened to kill her. I know we talked about it last time, but like, do you know how she knows? I couldn't figure out how she knew so much information. I I don't know. It seems like... I kind of think her mom knew what she was going there for. I don't know if you want to take this out or not, but I think her mom, and this is an assumption on my part. I think her mom knew what she was going there to get drugs. Um, She was kind of back into the struggle. And I think she knew she was there, but I don't know how she knew about the people. I don't know if you knew about the threats they made towards her. I have no idea but I wonder if it's because her mom knew them. I mean, I don't know if she knew them personally, but like within communications about certain things, you know? Or maybe there was like text messages that like the police had a hold of that the public never did. But she made this post on Facebook the day after she went missing. So that was not enough time for, I believe, the police to really go searching like phone records. Yeah, Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so I have no idea how her mom knew so much information. I don't want to make assumptions, really, but it seems like she knew a lot, which should have helped the police. So these three suspects were quickly identified by investigators, actually, to be Joseph Fott, 30, from North Carolina, Brittany Phillips, 27, from Missouri, and Maida Martinez, 35, from Utah. So Fott and Phillips were originally charged with possessing a stolen car from Arkansas. They had a warrant out for their arrest for having this stolen car, right? So they were extradited from Utah to California after being arrested on August 31st, um, because that was what they didn't, they weren't technically charged with anything in Utah yet. They were just being uh, investigated, I guess. So while that investigation was happening, they were extradited to California. Martinez was originally a witness who first provided info to authorities about Stevie. So she was someone that the investigators were interviewing about, okay, you're, you saw her here. She was staying at this place. Can you tell us like what she was doing? So after a little bit of questioning, they realized that she was actually involved and Stevie's murder. Martinez told Iron County investigators that the group went for a drive and started to tease and be mean to Stevie in the backseat. During the drive, Martinez and Fott punched Stevie several times in the face and caused her to bleed. So she tried to get out of the truck and they didn't allow her to. They kind of I don't know if they restrained her, but they forced her back in. Before the truck left St. George, all of their cell phones were turned off according to cell phone data. They stopped on a dirt road in the city of Enterprise, Utah, where Martinez forced Stevie out of the truck, fought, got out 
with a handgun and then Phillips. So Martinez and Fott got out of the truck with Stevie with a, a weapon. Phillips kept driving the truck down the dirt road and then made a U-turn to come back. And um, Martinez and Fott returned to the truck without Stevie. According to Phillips, Fott said, quote, no body, no case. Martinez's statement said Fott killed Stevie, but she was just a witness to it. So the three of them then drive to Cedar City, stopped for fast food, and then kept driving back to St. George. Anyone in Utah knows that Iron County is pretty desolate. There's not much out there. There's not cities. It's very remote. There's, you know, camping areas. There's recreational areas, little towns here and there, farming here and there. But really, it's a tumbleweed city. And it's the worst. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's where I got my first ticket. And did you have like a warrant out for your arrest there? I thought I did. I don't, I don't know if I still do because I paid my ticket and I did traffic school. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I got a ticket trying to pass a slow semi truck coming over a hill. And to get past them, I was going like 90 miles per hour in a 75 limit. And I got pulled over and I was shaking so bad. And they could have got me for 15 over, but they only gave me a ticket for five over, which was really nice. I feel like a hundred bucks though. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid for a broke college student, but yeah. Yeah. Other than my car crash, uh, that's the only ticket I've ever gotten so far. So just a great, you know, law abiding citizen. <laughs> it's been a while. Knock on wood. So the cell phone data shows the cell phones in the truck were turned on when they were still in Iron County, pinging off a tower near Canaraville. Um, okay. Um, authorities later discovered Martinez was using Stevie's phone after the murder, which I think is really ballsy. Like, I mean, unless you're trying to like throw off where the body might be, you know, like because yeah. if they believe that she's still alive in like st george or wherever yeah then it could throw off the investigation at least for a little while that's true okay so fought and phillips were booked into iron county jail without bail uh, martinez was in custody at purgatory correctional facility in hurricane the three cases were being adjudicated separately so tried separately um Brittany Phillips pled guilty to one first-degree felony count of murder. Uh, December 13th, 2021, Phillips had her sentencing hearing. Her defense attorney said, she, quote, she has given us much information as she possibly can to help better her situation, to help ease the feelings that she's been f- feeling since this occurred. She's obviously struggling to find a bit of peace in this life as a result of what's happened. She is ready to start working towards that which... The board of pardons deems necessary so that she can work towards some time getting out and living a productive life outside of being incarcerated. And I don't really like how he put that. I mean, like, I don't know what you could really say, but it's like, I'm sorry she feels so bad about her situation, but like she got herself in that situation. Like let her serve her time. 
Yeah, it you just know? seems it just seemed like he was like, well, let her find peace because she's struggling. She's sad. And it's like, um, she assisted in this crime. She knew she was with bad people and she let them beat on on Stevie in the back seat and she drove the car. Right. She wasn't she's not innocent. She's exactly. not. So the Iron County attorney addressed the court saying, quote, as the court noted, prison is mandatory in this case. The state believes prison is appropriate. As Mr. Slack indicated, Ms. Phillips has cooperated with the investigation to her credit. But this is a serious and tragic case. Accountability is necessary, which I agree. I I do believe that like helping with the investigation and telling the truth, I think does help your case. I think, you know, that helps a lot, especially if you weren't actively doing the murder, you know, but where she was being honest and helpful to the case, I can see why maybe she would get a lesser sentence than the other two, but she still needs to serve her time or whatever. Okay. So Judge Bell said, quote, I do hope that there is at least some small measure of closure for the victim's family to know that Miss Phillips has accepted responsibility for her part in what can only be described as an unprovoked and senseless criminal act by participating in the taking of an innocent life. You spill into destroying other lives, including your own. These terrible actions bring severe consequences and rightfully so. Then he pronounced his sentence. Miss Phillips, for the murder of Stevie Shea Wilkerson, the court sentences you to the Utah State Prison for a term of not less than 15 years, which may be for life. Whether you're ever released from prison will now be up to the Board of Pardons. So that was Brittany. Brittany Phillips was the one driving the truck. Okay, so now Joseph Fott, who said to have like actually committed the murder. He is still in the Iron County Jail facing one count of aggravated murder, a capital defense, kidnapping, a second degree felony, possession of a dangerous weapon by a restricted person, and possession of a stolen vehicle. He also tacked on some additional charges involving two assaults and damage to jail property. So he is not kind. (laughs) He gets into trouble no matter where he goes, but he has not been sentenced yet. He's just being held until his sentencing. I don't know how it all works, but like, I wonder if they have to wait longer for the trial, depending on how much evidence needs to be gathered. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of like what is taking so long. Yeah. It's like with the other person. So Brittany was one who was driving, right? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of evidence to really home through. Yeah. Like there's not really anything with that. But with the other two, that's where there's like evidence of who knows what, like the murder weapon, the crime scene. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure. Like I know that it takes a long time to get jury together if they go to trial. Um, If they're not going to trial, it can still take a while for them to get like scheduled on the judge's roster or whatever to get their sentencing. So like it all takes a lot of time, which I've never totally understood why it takes years Right. Imagine if you're an innocent person and you're being held until your trial and it could be years. It's like, I'm just surprised that they do that. I don't know. That is a weird concept. And I wonder how like other countries 
handled that, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's, I'd be interested to know if there's always a backlog, no matter where you're from, you know, like if the backlog is intense, no matter where it is, you know? So Maida Martinez is still in the Iron County jail facing first degree felony murder and kidnapping, which is a second degree felony. So when I did my investigating on social media, (laughs) um, I saw a comment. I don't want to say who it was by, but there was a comment on their social media. Someone said that they were glad to get made out of their life. Mm. Meta Martinez was someone who got people into trouble in that area. Bad influence, bad egg. She had, you know, drug influences. She had, you know... Like, she just wasn't a good person to be around. And, like, I know we talked about this last time we recorded, but, like, it really just shows you the kind of people you need to be mindful you surround yourself with. Like, if your friends are into bad things, you're going to be into bad things. Yeah. Unfortunately, they influence you. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Be careful who you make friends with because they influence you, whether it be good or bad. So. Haven't you seen Mean Girls? (laughs) Yeah. Haven't you seen literally any movie? (laughs) No, I have not. No? (laughs) Okay. So anyway, Stevie did have good friends though. She has one friend named Emily who is like devoted to her memory. She, you know, on social media keeps, you know, she'll send messages to her Facebook page on her birthday or on the anniversary of her death or whatever it is. So you could tell that she was a very supportive friend. So Emily said in an ABC4 interview um, for one of their articles, she said, quote, Stevie was a rare find in a human being with her soul so pure and heartful, so full of love. No one can understand the evil in today's world. And we're all having a hard time believing how anyone would ever want to harm such an innocent person. I never had a friend love me as much as she did. Stevie was shy and quiet and to those she didn't know. But once you got to know her, she would do anything for you. And then Stevie's cousin, Angie, in a Desert News article said, quote, Stevie had a big heart, not a mean bone in her body, end quote. Stevie would have been 28 years old this year, uh, a really young girl gone too soon just because she had a really bad circle. (sighs) That's my story. Just so sad. Anytime I hear these stories, like at the very end, you know, there's like the summary of like, you know, this is the person they were. Yeah. And like they were aspiring to do this. It's like, how can someone just decide to take all of that away? Why is it their decision to end someone's life? Yeah. Like that is such a big thing to take away, not only from that person, but like the whole web of people around that person, you know, like you're destroying so many people's lives. It's insane that people think that they can just do that. Yeah. It's just so daunting to me. Like you were saying that there are people who just have that little care for someone else's value in life. Like it just, okay. So, um, oh, here's Katie's story. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do a segue to my story. So, uh, here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That works. I'm going to explain where we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, where are we, April? It looks like we're at another canyon. We are at another canyon. You recognize this one? Have you been here? Mm-hmm. 
I have been here, but I haven't done the hike. Ah, yes. We are at Battle Creek. Why is it called Battle Creek, Katie? Um, I'll tell ya. So like my previous story, this one begins with a very dark beginning. Mm -hmm. On February 28th of 1849, a group of 44 Mormon militia men set out on what they called, quote, a pursuit of a band of renegade Indians. Mm. Because allegedly they had stolen horses that belonged to Brigham Young. Their leader- Everything belonged to Brigham Young. If he said it, Dude, this story makes me so mad. Let me just say this. Katie and I are not fans of Brigham Young. No. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, anyone who is upset by that, just know that I don't have to like him. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, just it's, because I live in this place does not mean I have to respect him in any way. No. The fact that we have an entire college mm -hmm. system named after this man blows my mind. Yes. It absolutely blows my mind. And, and like, that there's BYU colleges all over the place. BYU-Idaho, BYU-Hawaii. Yeah, BYU-Portugal. I don't know. But still. Rename <sighs> it. Name it something after Utah. Like, Utes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Rocky Mountain University. There you go. We've just renamed BYU, so. It was that easy. <laughs> look how we can fix our issues. Yeah. And then let's rename Squaw Peak. Rocky Mountain Peak. <laughs> we don't even have one of those. No, we don't. I don't think so. Okay. So, on <laughs> February 28th of 1849, a group of I'm just going to start this over. Okay. A group of 44 Mormon militia men set out on what they called a pursuit of band of renegade Indians because allegedly they had stolen horses that belonged to Brigham Young. Mm -hmm. The leader of this Mormon militia was a man named Captain Scott. Before Scott had left, Brigham Young gave him a clear and direct order to find these men who stole his horses and punish them. Scott and his militiamen reached the Valley of Timpanogos, which is now Utah Valley, um, but they reached the Valley of Timpanogos, and by then they had gotten word that these horses that had gone missing or had been stolen, they were located, so they mm -hmm. found out they actually weren't stolen. So the message to these men was to cancel the mission and just come back to Salt Lake City. Captain Scott ignored these orders. Hmm. Scott found a Timpanogos native who was named Little Chief, and it's unclear if Little Chief gave Captain Scott this information or if he was threatened to give uh, this information. I bet I could guess. There's really no documentation of those willingly or those unwillingly, mm. but um, he gave intel on where, where the militiamen might find the thieves and where their camp is, which was located at the mouth of the canyon above Pleasant Grove, which is where we are. Hmm. Captain Scott and his men found the camp full of teepees. At this point, it was just before dawn, and the entire camp was still asleep. The men watched the camp and saw a woman come out of one of the teepees holding a bundle of sticks, getting ready to start the morning fire. She stopped for a moment, sensing that something was off, and that's when the dogs in the camp became agitated and woke a couple of the sleeping men that were inside one of the teepees. Two Timpanogos warriors came outside and immediately spotted the large Mormon militia surrounding their camp. And they had their weapons drawn. Then, that'd be so scary, they opened fire on the teepees filled with sleeping people. Oh, okay. Hmm. And they call this a battle. Yeah. The firing stopped for a moment, and one of the warriors named Kone, spelled K-O-N-E, began arguing with Captain Smith, and a militiaman from behind Kone 
shot him in the back of the neck and ended up decapitating him. Oh my gosh. 17 men, women, and children ran to a nearby ravine to, co to take cover as the bullets whizzed past them. Then for a moment there was silence. Captain Smith then gave the order to his men to start throwing large rocks and boulders into the ravine. And whenever they heard any cries, they would start shooting in that direction. Wow. I'm like, like starting to hyperventilate. This makes me so mad. What? <sighs> Luckily, a nearby band of natives led by a man named Opecary, I think, is O-P-E-C-A-R-R-Y. Mm. Um, he heard gunfire and he quickly came to help. So the band of natives that were nearby, they positioned themselves up on a hill above the camp that was being attacked and they could see the people hiding in the ravine. He began signaling to them, showing them where they could escape to find safety. The story goes that one brave girl who was around 16 years old came out of the ravine with her arms up, pleading with Captain Scott to stop their shooting and said that her brother is in the ravine and begged them not to kill him. Uh. Scott ordered the girl to bring her brother to him. He came out of the ravine and stood before Scott and his men and said, Go away. What are you here for? Go away. You kill my father, my brother, for what? Go away. Let us alone. What are you here <laughs> for? This is so sad. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so sad. Take a sec. Oh. Here, let's turn on the AC. Oh. Seriously. Okay. <clears throat> According to witnesses, a militia man named Dimmick Huntington grabbed the boy by his ear and said, We are here to open your ears so you will hear. We. <laughs> this is hard. We said to you a long time ago, Don't kill our cattle. You kill them all the time now. How many guns have you got down there? And the boy responded, what? Sorry, this is so hard. <laughs> It's probably like being here that's making maybe, it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Okay, can I get through this? Holy crap. Okay, let me go back. So he grabbed him by his ear and said, we are here to open your ears so you will hear. Said to you a long time ago, don't kill our cattle. You kill them all the time now. How many guns have you got down there? The boy responded, one. Huntington ordered the boy to go down to retrieve it. And the boy responded, you get it if you want it. That pissed Huntington off because he grabbed the boy by his ear again and put a gun to his head and said, You have no good ears to hear. Get me that gun or I'll open your ears so you will hear. The boy went down and grabbed the gun. He returned and threw it at Huntington's feet so hard that the butt of the gun broke. According to a man named Joshua Terry, who was a mountain man who married into the tribe, said that this boy later became the leader of the Black Hawk War to avenge yeah. his family. And he is Black Hawk. Wow. So, nine women, some small children, and this young boy, who is later known as Black Hawk, were marched back to Salt Lake City at gunpoint, leaving behind their loved ones still bleeding out in the snow. Wow. The young children were taken from their mothers and placed into Mormon homes. And according to BlackHawkProductions.com, the Timpanogos natives understood that Brigham Young would capture their children and take them hostage as a strategy so that they wouldn't attack them out of fear of their own children being harmed. Wow. Okay. <sighs> the area was named Battle Creek for a few years after the massacre until it was renamed to Pleasant Grove, which we talked about a little bit in episode 11 when I covered Pleasant mm -hmm. Grove High School, which yeah. is a few miles from here. Yeah. It was not a battle. That is not a battle. It was Killing, not, sleeping, it people. It was not, not a battle. No. 
rename it. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Creek. <laughs> or Blackhawk Creek. Yeah. We put it out there. <laughs> Manifesting it. Yes. There's a memorial now for the lives that were lost. Which doesn't even do that justice. No. But And it's a tiny little stone structure with an American flag behind it. Well, because that makes it. sense. I, this whole thing makes me so mad that I'm like... <sighs> so let's go to the paranormal. Okay. Okay, many have experienced strange things in this area, especially at night. People have reported seeing shadow figures running through the trees. Oh. Some claim to see shape-shifting entities. And I read a story where someone was riding their bike nearby on one of the trails, and they saw a coyote kind of off in the distance, but like running along with them. And they were kind of like keeping an eye on this coyote, and they saw this coyote literally get up on its back two legs, and then run on its back two legs into the woods. What in the hell? I read about what locals called the Kiwanis creature. Because this mm -hmm. there's a park nearby that's called Kiwanis Park. Mm -hmm. And another name for that park is Battle Creek Park. So oh. it's kind of like both. But in that park, there's what is called the Kiwanis creature, which is supposedly a half-man and half-deer creature that will stand to be about eight feet tall and has red glowing eyes. Deer. But it makes me think of like the last story I told with the shape-shifting. You know? Yeah. Like, I wonder if it is just some kind of weird entity that can just be whatever. Interesting. Um, there's an urban legend that if you walk about 100 feet up into the trail and turn around, you'll see a pathway that leads into a grassy area that's surrounded with trees. They say that if you look long enough, you'll begin to see faces amongst the trees. Hmm. The trailhead that leads you to Battle Creek Falls. The trees make a large archway. And people believe that this seems to be some sort of spiritual pathway because when you walk down that path, you can hear screams and, and a terrible, terrible odor. Oh. Many people have said that when they have hiked this trail, they have gotten an overwhelming feeling of sadness and have then literally brought them to tears. The end. As Katie just fell apart. <laughs> right. Just kidding. No, that was, that was a horrible. I think it's insane and amazing how that kid right mm -hmm. he was just a kid stood up to a man who supposedly has this power over him and he's just like f you mm -hmm. you want the gun go get it mm -hmm. he goes and gets it and he throws it at him like and there you go i'm kind of surprised he wasn't murdered but good thing he wasn't because he ended up being chief mm -hmm. right black hawk war which one of us i'm sure will cover that yeah because there there's another story that kind of feeds into this story and the last story i told with black uh. hawk war it all kind of comes together. Because it's all about this area right here. Like, all of this right here was just bloodshed. And Timpanogos Cave. Literally the entire land of America is just Hon bloodshed. Yeah. Really. Honestly. Every yeah. piece of it is probably covered in blood at some point. You're totally right. <sighs> it's sad that how much I hate us <laughs> when, we, when we, like, talk about, like, Native American stories. It's like, how we suck. You know? Yeah. It makes me feel better, though, that we're talking about it. Yeah, that's true. That's what makes me feel better. It's like, okay, you know what? This was the shittiest thing that's happened in our local land, as, as far as we know. And, like, I am very glad that we have a platform that we can call it out. It out. But I wish there was more that can be done, though. You know, well, we need can't, things, though. We and bring awareness to... We can't bring, like, give them anything no i mean all we can do is make people aware of how history is being reported in favor of the mormons and i'm sorry but 
Mormons did some pretty awful things to get this land. So mm -hmm. just look at the facts as they are instead of how you want them to be. Yep. To don't don't your... just write it off as, oh, they just had a checkered past. They didn't know any better. They were people. The yeah. natives were people. We're angry. <laughs> I am so angry. <sighs> yeah, that was heavy, but let's go... Let's go look at some sites and take okay. in take in the feelings, I guess. Okay. Just be respectful of the area. Yeah. <laughs> We're so good at segways. Uh, My brain's just ruined because I look like a weenus and I'm tired. <laughs> you don't look like a weenus. It's fine. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoy my birthday. Um, it's on the 30th. So tell her happy birthday or else. Yes, tell me happy birthday. I'll super appreciate that. I totally expect not to hear a single damn thing from any of you, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It might even be belated. That's okay. Okay, here's the thing. Is you have, because my, my birthday is on June 30th. That's the last day of June. Yeah, and... it is. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It is. So I'm going to give you until my half birthday to say happy birthday to me, which is New Year's Eve. You're giving them <laughs> six months to tell you happy birthday. Yeah, because I feel like at that point you round up because I'll be 28.49. <laughs> or if they don't tell you happy birthday this time, then they can tell you next year. <laughs> it's never too late to celebrate. Um, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, it depends on who you are, but you know. I don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, so you can find us <laughs> on social media like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, kinda. TikTok, yeah. It's gonna be great. You know, when you don't have any personality and you don't know how to dance, it's yeah. like really hard to make TikTok. But you know, endless supply of embarrassing moments. Brought to you by Haunt and Cold. <laughs> okay, well, we'll catch you later. Yeah. The next episode comes out on what day? The next episode comes out on what day? Um, The 10th. The 10th of July. July. Okay. <laughs> mm okay, okay, bye. bye.